Hello and welcome for the last time from Australia to part-time sports, the sports documentary review podcast. My name is Cal Monahan, and this week I'm joined once again by my dear friend and former Colombian drug lord Dylan Thomas to review the two Escobars. On June 22nd in Pasadena's Rose Bowl, the U.S. won a 2-1 game in which Colombia defender Andres Escobar accidentally kicked the ball into his own net. Colombia, one of the favorites going in, was eliminated in the first round. The team returned home on Wednesday to anonymous threats, threats that were carried out. Here we go. So we have watched the two Escobars and it's got everything you want from a part-time review. We've got drug cartels, we've got murders, politics, money, South South America. Tick. Lots of subtitles, Dil, which we love. And and a little bit of sports as well for good measure. It's available for free, this one, on Sneaky Pete's website. He's always helping you out. It's on watchdocumentaries.com and it's it's a belter if you've never seen it. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Um, this is our last review for the series, man. And I'm moving back to Manchester, as you know, the UK's very own Medellin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back into the belly of the beast. I can't believe I'm putting myself in this situation. How are you, man? Are you, are you emotional or are you a pump for this one? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of both. You can't yeah. say you put yourself into this uh, information. The, the Australian government, um, just like <laughs> yeah. the Colombian government, which we'll get into, <laughs> yeah. have made some mistakes, yeah, uh, yeah. you know? So, mate, but yes, very pumped for this, um, for for our listeners uh, this afternoon. A, a lovely, slightly confused man delivered me a, a bottle of Prosecco. Yeah, mate, yeah. Uh, to, uh, yeah glass to celebrate on. Got a glass of that for yeah, our cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers. final episode of this this series and, and your final one in Australia for now. For now, mate, I'll be back. I'll be back. That, you think that government can hold me back? I'm starting a, I'm starting a guerrilla, guerrilla movement Pepe's. over in Manchester, <laughs> Los Pepe's. Um, this will all make sense very soon. Yeah, this will all make So, yeah, as we, we're going to chat a lot about Colombia, Pablo Escobar. Uh, are we going to talk about soccer, football? Shall we yeah, bother? Bit, Maybe. There's a bit of it in there. There's a, just bit, of a little it in bit. It. But, um, man, you're a person who's been around. Give me your uh, Colombia stories. I know you've been. Yes. Um, actually, did the Pablo Escobar tour. Yes. So, this obviously documentary is very close to my heart. As yes. Well. As a good friend of Pablo, you know, mm-hmm. you hear the stories of like that the tour was just like crazy Aussies and Kiwis doing lines off Pablo Escobar's grave. Is that true? It, no, it's oh, not true. I think, you know, your early 20s going, oh my God, Darren from the hostel is going to be mental <laughs> on this tour. He wasn't. He was pretty no. tame. I think he was hungover. Uh, <laughs> we got to meet Pablo Escobar's brother, um, who is oh, really? blind and deaf. Okay. In, on one side because oh. he got um, got got hit with a letter bomb uh, okay, to his house. Right. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, we, we, I've got a photo with him somewhere. I've got a photo, a nice one, on the, on the right side, I hope. I hope you could see <laughs> well, which side yeah. you're taking a photo <laughs> from. He was a bit jumpy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it's a lovely country. Obviously, they're, they're, you watch this documentary, you see they've – Obviously cleaned up a lot since the uh, the nineties and yeah, um, the you know, probably even early two thousands. The mm. chaos, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, lovely, lovely part of the world. Yeah, nice. Um, I think like we've got loads to go into in terms of Colombia and like how it's interesting. Like what we go into in a bit, where it's about the the shifting of the image of Colombia from that like the stereotypical one. <laughs> like let's let's face it, that me and you are going to lean into a lot <laughs> heavily. 
heavily laden. Sorry, sorry to any Colombians. Yeah, listening. sorry in advance. Um, but yeah, they're trying to shift. Like obviously, this this the two Escobars is all about um, the two sides of Colombia through the name of Escobar, I suppose. But first and foremost, this is a review podcast. So every episode, we use our part-time sport review scale. It's based on all the documentaries reviewed in, reviewed in series one. Tyson being the worst, Senna being the best, and we will update this still for next season. Like we're gonna have to include, we're gonna have to change this rating around a little bit. But for the purposes of today, where are you placing it? Do we have a new Senna drum roll? Oh no, for my eyes, no. Okay. And he is, I, I should say as Fair. well. No, okay. Do you? Are you? You? Do you agree with that? It's up there. It's not a new Senna. I think it's up there. It's not a new Senna. I you said um, just before we came on air, I suppose, like that if it if his name wasn't and it really it's such a good point if his name wasn't Andre Escobar, then it would be less of a story. It would still be a story within its own right, but it wouldn't be less of a story. I think that's the main hook that we've got is that the two two key players are named Escobar. That's it. So you've got Pablo the the drug lord and then Andreas the the football player. So yeah, I go now. This is right up there because lots of archive footage and imagery. Nice. So yep. obviously directors have had to sift through a Correct. lot of 80s, you know, 90s footage, mm-hmm. a lot of it pretty gruesome footage. There's lots of murders, yep. uh, obviously, in Colombia over this period. So they're, they're going through stuff that would have probably been archived very well. Yeah. They've got some ripping, like, interview subjects subjects like, I was going to say they've covered mm. all angles they've yeah. got a couple of Pablo's main men who we'll get into um, Popeye and Jaime Jaime cousin Jaime cousin Jaime and then they've got you know they've got like politicians and mm. the DEA and so they've got access to some like they get the whole they get the whole picture um, which is amazing and they've got like loads of angles for the story as well which is probably the most important thing like there's loads of angles towards this like they've got we, I guess we'll start with like let's go back to we all know Pablo Escobar we were saying like our main or my main education of Pablo Escobar is Narcos the, the series which I imagine a lot of people our age yes. our, our audience is what what is it 28 to 34 like like not, 99% on, or something not me Cal I, I got most of mine directly from his brother's mouth <laughs> It's had a different horse as well. As he tried. He actually, actually on the tour, I think he tried to defend what his, what his family was involved oh, in. Well, look, I, they, some cousin Hamey had a few points there on the, <laughs> and I was like, hmm, well, you know, fair enough. Like, because Colombian, throughout the 80s and, well, towards the late 80s, you've got Pablo Escobar, the drug lords, and you've got Colombia, which is essentially a huge class disparity between the slums um, yep. and the wealthy, which is how mm-hmm. Colombia set up. And the Escobar family, your mates, they're trying <laughs> to position themselves as, <laughs> they're trying to position themselves as like Pablo had like this generosity in the community. You know what I mean? Like where- Which he, which he did. He did. Which he did. The houses, health clinics or schools Football and stuff like fields, that. all that yeah, stuff. Organized, yeah. organized tournaments and all that. But um, I, I You've got the other side of Pablo, obviously, which we know, I and mean, he just—he—he he just kills. He just he, kills people. He kills people, and no one sums it up better than Popeye, um, uh, Pablo's right-hand man. <laughs> He's one of the interview subjects, which was I thought was brilliant. Just his his opening line is like, you know, hey, I'm 
Jimenez, whatever it was, you know, yeah, yeah. nickname Popeye was Popeye. Pablo's right hand man, and I've killed approximately two hundred and fifty people and and mutilated a lot more. Not that anyone's counting, and yeah, then he just goes it, on yeah. with the chat. Like he's getting interviewed from prison, which again was is just amazing access. Oh. But you could just, yeah, I don't know. You just see from this whole thing that he. Pablo starts with like, you know, what's a poor kid's way out of anything? It's usually crime if he's given mm-hmm. no opportunities and that's mm-hmm. globally that's the case. Yep. He then gets to the point where he's a poor kid, probably, you know, not very well educated with a lot of money yep. and wants to maintain that power. Mm-hmm. And he, you could, like you see, he just sways to the point of, you know, if you just start killing people because they disagree with you, as a general rule, it's you're not, going down a slippery slope. It's not the best look. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna endear yourself to many people here, Pab. That, that that's my only criticism right now. I, <laughs> like, I think <laughs> this this is. I know you might have a different view on this, and I hope this this line might sway you. Yeah. Because you're a champion of, of the poor. You like a Robin Hood figure. <laughs> I do. As I do. am I. Yes. Not that I'm saying yes, I'm not. Yes. But I feel like Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. He he preys on the needs of the poor for his own gain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he knows they need housing. They love just to want to play football like everyone else. So he just gives them what they want. It's like, here you go, have what you want. And then you can turn turn the blind blind eye eye, to why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it, it, and like I think like looking at Popeye like humanizes Pablo Escobar a little bit, which is good because he's obviously a terrifying person. He tells a story about how just a sort of just to showcase his love of the Colombian national team, I suppose it was like a good story where they're, they're on the run somewhere through the jungle of Colombia, whatever it is. And um, they're both hiding out, like the police are looking for them. And Pab- Popeye says that like him and Pablo are hiding and like he goes like, they're, they're coming, they're coming. And Popeye thinks, oh God, I best reach for me, AK-47 or whatever. And Pab- Pablo reaches for his radio, turns on the Colombian game and like, it, and then he just starts laughing and stuff. And and did you notice that Popeye at that point looks over at the guard that's standing behind him in the prison? And the gu- I just felt like for the guard, that the guard probably has to start laughing with Popeye as well. Like, I think the guard was laughing. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. I would laugh as well. Yeah, too right. I'd be anything he says. I'm, 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 Putty in his hands, Popeye me. <laughs> yeah, good story, Popeye. Tell us another. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he, he was scary. And I just think that he, within Popeye being like, oh, you know, Pablo was good for the community. Like, just listen to this man speak. He's a maniac. Yeah, I killed 2,000 oh, people. Jesus Christ. Crazy. He, he quotes another one later on of like, yeah, in the you know Colombian Civil War, we killed 540 cops and injured nearly 1,000. Yeah. So he's just... He's just like reeling it, off yeah. stats. Just like he's stats. reeling off like football scores. Yeah, it's like the end of GTA, you know, GTA 5 or when you press pause or something like that. Gives you like your kill statistics. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, 1,000 kills. Yes, is so right. So you think you think computer games were to blame? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a copycat killer, uh, Popeye. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, I think like, so to link it all in together and we've got Pablo loves football and this is the birth of narco soccer throughout the mm. 80s. So this is narcotics, drugs, money, soccer. So Pablo, as you do, you know, and I guess you do the same from your drug lord days in Colombia, just purchase a, purchase a football team. 
<laughs> yeah, he he does it essentially. It maybe does. He obviously does love soccer, but yeah. it's a money laundering scheme. Yeah, perfect. Play, what do they say? You know, a player comes in, you say the transfer fee is a couple more million than it actually was, yeah. and there's two million laundered. So happy days. But it's funny how that like Pablo's got two teams, one mainly, but two teams in Medellin that he does. Yeah, and two other yeah. cartels are, are running these two other teams, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, Colombian football is amazing. Yeah, it's is it Nacional, Atletico Nacional, and maybe Independiente or something like that, both from Medellin. And Nacional are the first team to win the South American Champions League, the Copa Libertadores, in 1989. So you start to get a feel of, like, there's a lot of good Colombian players coming through. And this is, it's no coincidence that this is thanks to the drug money that's been injected into, you know, football in the throughout the 80s in Colombian soccer. Here's one for you is is it the same as what's happening in football today where you've just got rich oil countries who have very questionable human rights records yeah pumping cash into football teams as a PR vehicle how is it any different 100% agree Oof. it's no different and rich americans pumping money hold on hold no, on one yeah. sec one sec <laughs> no, that, they're fine like, I do hope one day that Liverpool gets taken over by a nice a nice oil state oh man I mean it's the only way you can be going for but I'm like, can you imagine the people at the Boston Globe are the ones who are getting like bad human rights records you know like the owners of FSG yeah the Boston Globe just, but like yeah you're right though like yeah Qatar like give people the passports yeah. back that might be a start <laughs> build us a stadium we'll give you a passport but anyway that's a good comparison and I completely agree it's no different at all but people get that what they want you even see like the national team coaches like well we're getting all these good players come through so you know so you've got people who love football which is essentially everyone you've got the poor people going well we're getting you know food on the table because Pablo's looking after us oh okay well, yeah. so everyone's just kind of turning a blind eye because it's like well we're all benefiting who cares we can't really see you know rich people that are probably buying this cocaine they're like that's the mm-hmm. victim yeah it was interesting at the DEA when the Americans get involved oh the, the Americans they mention they mention um, I think his first name's Len, Len Bias. There's a mm. good 30 for 30 on him. He was a top um, draft. He was actually drafted yeah. very high up in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Um, died before he could even play a game because of cocaine. He, he overdosed. No way. Up until that point in America, cocaine was seen as a bit of like a, yeah, it doesn't kill you. It's a party drug, but it doesn't kill you. It doesn't damage your, your mind. So as soon as that happened, that's when the DA were like, cocaine's bad. We need to stop it at the source. And that's right, where right, right, right. in yeah. Colombia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, like America get involved in everything. And I think mm. it's- I literally jotted this down. Oh, it's like, getting on my nerves, man. America, just-, just Jesus The Israelis Christ. popped up too. You know, they're always there in the background. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I want to get into that a bit in a sec, just before we come to the World Cup 94 yeah. in the USA. Firstly, with the money and flux and stuff like that, like, Colombia become really good at football, and I think they start to use that. I think everybody starts to get on board. Like, okay, this is bad. We know there's sort of an underbelly here of, like, this is bad, but we can shift the public perception of Colombia being this drug, you know, community 
uh, you know, drug country into like a fo- like a, a really good football team and like really yep. attractive football that's being played. They beat Argentina five nil, which is oh, amazing. That was nuts. That was so good. Like, dude, there's loads of famous Colombian players. That, did you recognise a lot of them, Dill? Even yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. and yeah, yeah Gita, stuff like that. Um, but it's all about bringing people together and trying to shift the the image of that and the personification of that. Really, is Andreas. Um, Escobar, really, which is the other Escobar in this story. Tell us a bit about mm-hmm. Andreas. Well, he seems to be like the middle class good boy captain yeah. he ends up being, yeah, like exactly. young prodigy. But he's, a lot of the other players seem to come from the poorer areas where Pablo probably had a bit more yeah. influence. Yes. Um, but he's, you know, yeah, it, they, they end up when they're going to the World Cup in 94, he's the one that a lot of the, the companies want to do the, the ads with and stuff. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I don't know sure. why. Surely you'd be getting one of the boys with the, you know, Higuaita or one of the boys with yeah, the crazy the hair. massive hair. Like, you get one of the... Am I, am I alone and I'm putting myself out here and thinking that uh, he... And, like, he's got his, his you know, his fiance at the time is on the given interview. I think it's his sister as well is on the given interview. Yeah. I want to get some dirt on Andreas because he comes across as a saint... Andreas, like, am I alone in thinking that? Do you, do you want to find some data on Andreas? Can we do some googling now? The man's the man's dead, Kel. Well, no, it's not in cold let, blood. Let it let it go. <laughs> You've been on this vendetta for years. Just drop it. <laughs> There's something in it. There's something in those papers, and I'll find it. I'll find it. Pablo was wrongly done by. It was Andreas. Popeye, all. Popeye's got to me. He's convincing me. You know. I think Andreas is in the dog. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like Andreas is like this golden boy, and like as you say, he's going to get all the sponsorships, which is which is great. And he's like this level, the gentleman. I think they call him the gentleman was his nickname or something like that. Mm. But the, as as Andreas' career has taken off in the early nineties, um, he's meant to get a move to AC Milan and stuff like that. Um, That's it. Yep. Pa- Pablo has just handed himself in after he's got a. He's got immunity from getting an extradition to the USA. Again, this is after the like civil war of killing bombing yeah. planes and like yeah. everyone's killing everyone in Colombia and they're trying to jet off to the World Cup and the president's exactly. going, "Hey, everyone, just yeah. just check out the guys going to the World Cup. Don't worry about the civil kind of wars yeah. going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, that's yeah. not really yeah. going on." <laughs> it's insane. It's insane what view and I'm like, yeah, honestly, you really do watch it. Obviously, for the full effect, but this is where Pablo starts his own jail because he's like all right i did it so good. he's now he now moves into la cathedral is it la cathedral have i got that right la cathedral la cathedral <laughs> la cathedral he didn't get it right the second it's time it's the cathedral that he <laughs> it's the cathedral that he's called his own prison it's like a ranch and, and all the players go and visit and just have matches there just like play he just like plays against the weather it's like mr burns in the simpsons you know when he builds his own team <laughs> You just go and do that. Yeah, yeah literally. It's Daryl Strawberry and stuff like that. He's, um, oh, it's a crazy, crazy part of the story, isn't it? It looks amazing. It just looks like, I mean, apart from, I think he invited a couple of rival drug lords and killed them or something like that. But otherwise, it's like a battle of laughs. Yeah, that was, so that, but isn't that, that's what set him off. And then that gave the government, that was the government's, that, that was the straw that broke the camel back. <laughs> no, you're in jail and you're killing people. Other drug yeah, lords? On. No, thank you. Come on. So Pablo. then they, and that's when they, they get the, that's when here come the Yankees, here come the Israelis to, you know, here comes um, Fenway Sports Group to yeah, shut yeah. him down. The Boston Globe, the Boston Globe really couldn't <laughs> drop a number on Pablo. Um, so this <laughs> this is just in the lead up, and then we get to, we're around. So you've got USA World Cup 94, which is yep. 
Colombia, uh, I think I look, it's fourth, the fourth seeds. You know, the, you've got a chance of winning the thing, to be honest. And they've best got team, high hopes. Best team in South America. Absolutely, yeah. I think they, they win the Copa America or they come top of the ladder for the Copa America at least. And um, they qualify with high hopes. And the team's like great from back to front. Um, and yeah, the Pablo dies in 1993, just in the run up towards it, which causes. That was the bit that I forgot. Me too. I forgot that. Me too. We're both on our second time watching this as well, aren't we? And yeah. I, I'd forgotten it. I thought that Pablo was still around when the World Cup yeah, was on. Yeah, exactly. So it's basically this leads up to the, just before the World Cup or a year before, Pablo dies and this causes chaos. It's like it's like the, you know, the Americans get involved, kill the dictator and they cause ISIS. You know, that's like, it's it's like this same yeah, scenario. It's the power power vacuum. Yeah, yeah, the power vacuum's caused. And we've got like, so the, the I want to give a shout out just the, in the lead up to the World Cup 94, this amazing Colombian team. Francisco Maturana was the coach. Fran, coach Francisco, we'll call him. He was coaching Nacional, who won the first Copa Libertadores, and then he's yeah. now coach of Colombia. Lovely guy. Uh, I think he's just like he wants just players to express themselves. He seemed really nice, actually. Oh, but very conflicted. Like he knows he's playing for Na- like coaching Nacional. He knows what's going on. Ah, oh, look, well, Pep Guardiola's coaching Man City. You Ooh, know what I mean? There he is. Get, get a little <laughs> foot in there. Very good. <laughs> is Pep conflicted? I mean, S- Steven Gerrard coaches Rangers, <laughs> so you know. Not everyone we can win. We damned his name. You never speak that name in this on this podcast again. Stephen George Gerrard, MBA. Um, yeah, it's basically Mazzarana seems like he's a good bloke. He's got the best job in Colombia. He's got the Colombia national team job. Pablo dies. The wealthiest celebrating that Pablo's there, which is interesting. The poor are like absolutely devastated oh. <laughs> and the violence just get, gets worse. There's a woman at the funeral just going absolutely bananas. <laughs> she was not yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's going. She's beside herself. But um, I, I, I don't know. I think all this. It seems I don't want this to be too much of a heavy episode with it being our last one. But look, I've had two glasses of prosecco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just le- what like legalized drugs, man. Like just regulate them. Just well, I God. thought the exact same thing. So I was like, okay, you Christ. legalize it. Yeah. Pablo's still alive. He then goes, all right, I'll, I'll sell it. I'll be the one selling it. They're like, no, 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 you can't sell it. And then I think there's just fight over who has the share of the money anyway. So, like, they obviously took the option of, no, we don't want to legalise drugs because drugs are bad. Yeah. And then so we're going to fight this guy. We're, we're going to create Pepe's. Essentially, the government oh, creates their own guerrilla group. Yes, With this guy, what's right. his name? Carlos Castaño, who ends up, Pretty much being just as bad as another bad guy. Pablo Escobar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. they just create a guerrilla group to fight the drug lords, to fight the rich, like to fight the government. Like it's all, it's a clusterfuck essentially. Yeah, it really like, is from like start to finish. And and this war on drugs for me is just that it's just never going to end. Like I think yeah, you go through a decade of pain with it maybe, but like if you regulate stuff, like me and you are drinking regulated Prosecco right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I reckon, I reckon Pr- Prosecco could kill me if I drank a lot of it. Like, I can put whatever that, in. That was, a, that was a big fight to get Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> this is really damaging our rep too, you and I sit on Prosecco. Usually we have 
bulk beers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Prosecco and fudge stout I've got um, in our fridge. Um, World Cup 94. Back on track. Yeah, thanks. Um, the Colombia lose to Romania, first game, shock defeat. Um, fine, they've got the next game against the USA. Talk us about this USA, the build-up to USA. the USA game and oh. the importance of it. This is the this is the crux of the documentary and where it gets really, really interesting. It's, it's This bit's nuts because it's like, first of all, there's like the bit where like Pablo's, so um, Pablo's obviously dead. They're leading into the World Cup. Pepe's is then trying to kill anyone that's associated with Pablo Escobar. There was a bit where Pablo Escobar's sister, so she's also on it. She wasn't on the tour, yes. by the way. Oh, Escobar's sister? Yeah. And she was, or some relative. And okay. she was like, oh, there was no place for us to hide. Pepe's was killing everyone. Um, you know, this, it was, it was horrific. I was so scared. It's like, love, <laughs> you've benefited for the last 20 odd years yeah, yeah, from yeah. your brother yeah. doing exactly this. Yeah. Like, what what do you what do you mean? It's, it's like hard it's to like cry when, wolf at this point, isn't it? Yeah, it's like when like there's the kid that you're at school with, and he he goes, no 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 no. The new rule for the game is you can't you have to hop on one foot, and you're better at hopping what? on one foot than he is oh, okay. to shoot the goal. And yeah, all of a sudden yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes, oh, what? Ah, and he gets right. mad about it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it stinks of. Anyway, that was just my little bit my little bit there. Yeah, they get to this game going into the USA. They're getting death threats. There's Kids being kidnapped. Oh. There's like, they're getting told there's a lot of money on this game from really important, you know, important, really influential like drug lords who have tried to take Pablo Escobar's spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all just like, it's, it's, it's like ridiculous. preparation it's, for a game. Ideal crazy. preparation for a game, not that. Imagine. The Imagine opposite, trying to focus. The opposite of that. <laughs> focus on the game. Um, I know I'm, I'm going to come across as the bad guy on this podcast. I'm willing to take that role. The the death threats were delivered through the hotel TVs to the rooms in 1994. Were you not impressed a little bit by that <laughs> that technology? I thought they just switched it on and it was on the news. That's the vibe I got. Oh, not okay. It cast. wasn't like a yeah, like a. <laughs> like Hang on. A so ma- you reckon some merge. Colombians have, have taken over the American TV systems? I was just like, bloody hell. I was like, okay, room room two one four, like, and got the players' names on there and stuff like, or information about the family. I was like, what? This is pre-internet. Here we got, uh, you know, Andreas Escobar. You're gonna do? Oh no, sorry, sorry, <laughs> wrong room. Sorry, a sorry couple, about that. Just a couple, like from Texas <laughs> huh? on their honeymoon. <laughs> Love football. What? We've never seen this soccer, soccer before. You know, you know what it got me as well in the intro to the film, which I was looking forward to, obviously in preparations to doing this podcast, like part time, like. They, they said a witch cursed the hotel as well, but that wasn't mentioned <laughs> again. Like, which is nah. which is out of order from the witch as well. There's no need for that. I mean, the witch cursed the, the hotel. The witch still needs to eat. She had a bit of money on the game too. Like she got <laughs> yeah, and actually, I'm glad you said that because I've got like a, if I can just have a little minute, a message to the cartel, just from me to <laughs> I them. I think they're gone, mate. Don't. <laughs> just, just don't bet on your own team. It does not in it for you. There's nothing. I've never met anyone who was glad that they bet on Cal, their own team. Cal, from what we've watched in this documentary, <laughs> do you think these these men are, are big thinkers? <laughs> well, you can't reason with them. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think. I mean, if you're going to Popeye, telling him not to do something, 
you you really knew off. Yeah, he goes, hang on a second, mate. I've just won three thousand dollars this week on on a couple of games. I've killed two hundred people. Uh, you know, my numbers stack up. Yeah, I thought you were doing five pounds on a just like first goal scorer or something like that, but no, you're right. There's no reason I'm with these lads. Correct, correct halftime score. <laughs> Just a, just a cheeky turn, just to, just to keep the heart fluttering when the game's on. You're already watching your national team going bananas. Popeye, there's no point in going in the numbers of disposals in the AFL Grand Final, mate. There's not, there's not an end for you. Oh, did you want to talk about the AFL Grand Final? Uh, if you want to drop it in, mate, the, the floor's yours. Congratulations Go again. Days. Go days. Anyway, move on. We get to the game against USA, <laughs> second, second game of the group stage, 94, death threats and hotel, um, other... We didn't even mention the goalkeeper's brother. Yeah, loads of stuff. Goalkeeper's brother kills, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. too much. Too much to, to fit in. Um, what When was it, Dil, the, the first? Was this the first goal? It's about halfway through the first half, I'm sure. Um, uh, Cross comes in. Like, it's just, yeah, he, Andreas scores an own goal. He's one of their better players. He's the poster boy. Scores an own goal. Not a good, you know, not good, but he's playing under duress. The line that got a me... A lot of time to go the line, well, the, the, just, the line that got me, though, was then... They go to his sister and her, her. So this, so Andreas's nephew turns to his mum and goes, "Mum, they're gonna kill Andreas for scoring <laughs> the own goal." And she's like, "Don't be silly, honey. They don't kill people for making mistakes." Got li- to listen to this nine-year-old kid a bit more. Like, <laughs> I reckon he was involved. Yeah, <laughs> he had a fiver on it. I think you know. Is this nine-year-old nephew? Is he like Damien? Like, is he the devil? Like, what are you whispering in this for? But he was right, freaking hell! So he was, he was fucking right. He was right. A few weeks after the, um, they get knocked out in the first group stage. They get home to Colombia. Andreas goes and blows off some steam. Is it a bar? He goes to a pub. Yeah, pub bar, this pub. was silly. This um, was silly. It's, it's for a me, bit naive. Like this is. It is. It's a bit like I don't want to be my life dictated to but then yeah. you know it's not like there's been so i looked at this and went th- th- even when they're at the world cup there is like deaths in the street like people just getting gunned down bombs going off all sorts. it's not a secret like yeah. it's like three different sides and all these different groups all trying to kill each other there's no order so if you come home to that that is a definite even if you're very headstrong that's a definite just stay home especially if you scored the own goal. Oh, man. Now, if it was a bit more like, oh, there's been a couple of killings and we think there's some underground stuff happening, okay, maybe you go out there and go, no, I'm going to take back my city. You're a bit more headstrong. Mm. There was pretty clear signs to just, they had like a full police guard for each of them. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, let's just wait. You know, like what they do now, let's just wait till the next Columbia game. Like, you might, you'll play bloody. Well, uh, South Korean are friendly and win 4-0. Hey, South Koreans are very good. I'm going to have you say that about the lovely, the good Asian teams. They're very unlucky in that World Cup, actually, the South Koreans. Um, yeah, so he's outside a bar. He's, I think he's in his car ready to leave. He might have had a little argument in the pub already. Um, well, the- someone someone said to him, um, <laughs> oh, this you, scored, well. you scored a fantastic goal or something. <laughs> yeah. And I loved the line. After like one of his friends that was um, you know with with him was like that is one of the biggest insults you could ever give a footballer. It's like enough to to go keep talking to these guys and get yourself killed. Not that he got himself killed. He was just talking to some people, but just let it let it go, Andres. Yeah, yeah, let it go, mate. You you get yeah, you're gonna be fine in about 
two or three months' time, I wouldn't worry about it. Like, it, you'll yeah, be in bloody Milan. It's crazy. You'll be, be Milan. over there having yeah, a like spaghetti move. God damn. And uh, hey, Milan, early 80s, 90s, let's say, um, and it's another podcast. Um, yeah, funny, for, for, hilarious threat for them to get riled up about, like, Jesus Who Christ. Who are boy? <laughs> yeah, freaking hell. Yeah, they, they're China then. So let's, not, uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone's got someone. Look, we, we, we sort of round this up a little bit about how Pablo is, as we said, towards the top. Uh, Cousin Jaime saying that um, Andreas wouldn't have been killed if Pablo wouldn't have been killed. Um, yeah, which is just... Fuck off, Jaime. Yeah, come on, Cousin Jaime. You're not, um, you're not kidding anyone. It's not... Yeah, it makes completely no difference at all. Um, any, have you got anything else to add, Dil, before we get into the... I do, I do. Just one more thing. What do you think about the government trying to use like football and the soccer team as the PR machine to like repair the country's identity. They're obviously trying to do stuff to fix what's going on at home, not in the right way by creating Pepe's and creating yeah. more drama, but then they're just getting everyone right, focus on. This is what Colombia is about. This is our national team. I like, yeah. Okay. So I've got like a little, I've, I'm always a bit confused when it comes to like, um, you know, patriotism and stuff. Sexuality. And sexuality. And yeah, we've had that we've had that pronoun conversation as well, Dill, recently, me and you. It was really confusing. But um like see where I was all for it and you were very against it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so everyone's got that on record. That's not true. Just like the- Cal does Cal does the editing, so this will drop out pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, we we do the edit and I end up as the anti vaxxer and the person who's agreeing <laughs> with Pablo <Pablo's laughs> Um I, I have a I have a real problem with like patriotism. So like I don't really understand how. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. When England were doing well in the Euros, I could probably see a bit like, oh, it's nice that the country were sort of getting brought together. But then I just see the bad side of it all anyway. So like I don't I don't agree with patriotism as a general it, rule. It's of thumb. a fine line, isn't it? I think it's a yeah. I think and I'm I'm coming around to your your thing. I used to be like. Um, one of our good friends, uh, Cal Ravisi, when you, he loves cricket. So you talk to him about the Australian national cricket team is, you know, through, through, throughout history is not any, I'd probably say not anymore, but it was the icon of Australian sport. It was the image of Australian sport. The most, they used to say that after the prime minister, the most important job was the captain of the Australian cricket team. <laughs> yeah, right. So I used to be like, oh, I just want Australia to win. If they lose, I'm annoyed. And, and Cal, our friend, not you, but our other Cal, used to be like, oh, I kind of like when Australia lose. We've been so good. You know, it creates a good series and it just means it's a good game. <laughs> I think that's such yeah, a better... It really you is. You obviously want your nation to win. You'll cheer on your nation. But if they then lose the match, you go like, oh, God, that makes the next one interesting because we need to win it to right. you know, type the series or, you know, oh, you know, someone's going to get sacked, okay? That's... That's no good, but, you know, that's that may give someone else an opportunity. And just, like, yeah. we go back to being a supporter of a team. 100%, just man. distance yourself from – it can't be your whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Re- rein it in. Rein it in Because the sports bit. patriotism is the same thing as being just right. someone yeah. who goes, my football team is my life. You're completely your right. Your life's off. So I think we, we can probably land on, like, it take, it's how far that you take it. Like, oh, yeah, you can support a team, but, like, let's just uh, Let's not kill people on the streets of Medellin. Let's just draw well, the line I mean, I think, I think sending a couple of death threats to the hotel rooms, yeah. okay? 
Yeah. Following through on the death threats, it's, it's just off for me. The witch curse in the hotel as well is a little off. And it's a shame that, like, um, <laughs> no, Carl... no, no, you can't. That's, we're getting into medieval <laughs> territories and you can't. We're not, we're not well equipped enough to talk about we're that. Not, they no, have their own set of rules. They do. And we're not educated on the subject. And it's a massive shame that we have asked Cal to come on the podcast and he's turned us down 32 times so far. <laughs> and the witch. And the witch as well, which is fine. Any honourable mentions, Dylan? What have you got? Uh, yes. Um, I've just jotted down a couple. Some great heads of hair in the Colombian national oh, team. Oh, man. Oh, man. Worth um, a watch for the haircuts alone. Good mullets. Carlos Val- Valderrama, the, which everyone probably would see as the Colombian pin-up boy, the shock blonde his name. Afro. That's him. Yes. That's, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Such a cool head of hair. And a nice little moustache as well to boot. Oh, just beautiful. Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my other honourable mention was um, our, our good friend Popeye trying to um, <laughs> describe uh, what we were actually were just talking about there. He, he sums it up very quick, uh, very eloquently. It was like trying to fix Colombia through using the football team as the PR machine. Um, mm. And I, and actually, when he said this, you've been saying this to me for years, and I didn't know where you'd got it from. And obviously, this is and you say this for everything. It's like trying to treat gonorrhea by pouring alcohol on your penis. <laughs> it was and a good line. You've said <laughs> that to me so many times and I've been like, that's an odd, odd thing to say, but it always resonates. And I've, I know it's from your hero, Popeye. It was, it was. It was to me I got it from Popeye. First Have you got any, mate? <laughs> Did I mention the fixer, Dil? Did I mention that? Oh, no, you haven't. Right, so talk about the fixer. Yeah, this is good. And oh, we dropped another one here. Next series, we need to get a bit more hot on this. We learned a lot from the Howie game stuff. How hard was this to make? Is sort of we're going to try and weave, weave in a fit because we're very dismissive of documentaries. Thirty-two documentaries. We're dismissive of how it gets made. How hard was this documentary to make? Yeah, amazing archival footage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, they had a fixer in the credits. Fixer Jenny Gonzalez. Amazing. You, so you know, and you you know when you said that to me, I thought I instantly thought of a fluffer, which is very different. <laughs> the Carlos Valderrama's hair. <laughs> no, <laughs> the fluffers the are real porn. porn yeah, 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 Which also probably is Carlos Valderrama as well. Probably back in his heyday, he needed a fluffer. Hey, there's a few porn stars. There's actually a few rumors about Festino Aspria. Actually, um, just funnily enough, um, one of the Colombian teammates in that time. Um, yeah, so I just thought that that was a good. There's a fixer, um, and if you just let me vent for one more time this season, oh, I can't. I can't you've stand. Had, I you've had three this episode. I can't stand American um, doc, Americans. <laughs> Sorry, just joking. Just joking Hang on, as well. Fenway, Fenway <laughs> I don't like the way this documentary portrayed the soccer highlights. I think it's a very American-centric way of portraying them you can't show highlights of a central defender like Andreas Escobar it's too hard to do you, you've got to show them it's like show them heading away a ball or a good tackle at the best you can't show them what they were doing clipping a ball out of central defence and it lands on the striker's toes hey mate there was a crazy time for Colombian football maybe they were doing that what what I also think we were talking about does this right up with centre I think it doesn't get there because the um yeah the sports highlights packages aren't as sexy. <laughs> yeah. There was some yeah. there was some very good football being played. It did look very cool. Like it's that old school. It's like the eighties and nineties where defenders just were crap. 
and now yeah, they're very yeah, good yeah. and they do yeah, this yeah. like crazy team defense and you can't go on these mazy runs <laughs> whereas they there was a lot of mazy runs in yeah, that there but was yeah so I think Senna you know the onboard footage God, God just damn. probably takes the cake a little bit do, do you worry that we're never going to find a better documentary at Senna at this point it's going to have to be a new documentary we won't. I don't you know? think we I don't think we will it's going to yeah. be something new uh, yeah, do you also yeah. want to vent about um, Higuaita's oh, goalkeeping thank you Higuaita the scorpion kick off the line ridiculous and irresponsible I hated it Google if you haven't seen it Google Colombian goalkeeper scorpion kick you'll, you'll you're better at describing stuff for me they'll describe it for the listener if they haven't seen it it's hard to describe he scorpion. doesn't he chooses to not he chooses not to save a ball with his hands he yeah. instead chooses to jump up in the air flick his feet kind of over his head and, and the kick studs. the ball away behind his yeah, the bottom of his behind foot. his own head and then land on his feet ridiculous um Strange. Yeah, don't like uh, it that. That guy was in jail for the 1994 World Cup. Who the goalie? Was, Higita. Yeah, he didn't. Oh, he didn't get he to go. Remember, because he he went to La Catedral, and then they didn't like that. Again, the PR machine. They're like, you can't be ruining our big yeah. PR stunt. You can go to jail for something that you kind of did, but wasn't the real reason we're sending you to jail. There's a lot of Cal. There's a lot of tangents in this this one. It's a very. It's a crazy. Like any good sports documentary, a good story. I mean, I hate to say it, a bit of death. A bit of death always helps. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of drama. I think it's good. Um, before we get into the features, it's good measure of a good documentary. Of, if me and you've Jesus, done a bad... we haven't even done the features I know, yet, it's coming, it's coming. How long have we been doing this one for? Hold on one sec. I mean, it's the it's the Prosecco, I think. That's it's probably really the Prosecco. Talk. For me. Never mind. Um, I forgot my point. It's time for the features. <laughs> <laughs> The employee of the week. Oh, on that one, dipshit. Me, Naga. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Prosecco. Uh, it is a Prosecco. A bottle um, of Prosecco every, I, every episode, Monty. Actually, it's so much better than what we've been doing. Let's do this every uh, week. <laughs> we might need to start earlier because we started probably just normal. Yeah. Anyway. Is anyone enjoying this as well? It's something that we don't ever think of. Um, okay. So if you join, join us, I need to ent- enthusiasm there as well. Okay, so if you're joining us for the first time, this is where we go back through our review. Um, we're going to give out some awards like we do every episode. We've got Employee of the Week. We've got, we're going to put some on a performance plan and invite someone or some things, whoever, to Friday drinks, which is the most important one. Friday lines, I Friday think this lines, one is, yeah, yeah, yeah. With all that cocaine yeah, floating around, yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. I you know, completely a, agree. Hey, no, no Prosecco with this Friday drinks, that's for sure. Oh, there probably will be <laughs> some, some Prosecco, but I think the guys will just be holding a glass and not drinking any. Oh, right, And we'll yeah. be standing there, we'll be standing there pounding down the Prosecco, like, guys, <laughs> why aren't you drinking more? And they'll be <laughs> all dazed and have a lot of powder around their nose. <laughs> guys, come on, we're partying. No, we're partying. I've had two glasses of this and I'm ready to go it was our employee of the week it was the nominees at there's least. not many good guys in this documentary no um, I'm gonna say that I mean you hate Andreas Escobar you reckon he's behind uh, it all is that that's probably harsh though I was gonna say the president who's trying to fight Pablo Escobar but he essentially he like a good guy he did and he's still alive fair play to oh, him okay um he, but then he essentially kind of created this Pepe's thing, which turned into a another guerrilla outfit that then just yeah. plagued the country. I yeah. think they ended up banned drug traffickers. Yeah, I so it's so. really it's it's look, it's probably got to go to Andreas because he was trying okay. to do. That's fair enough. He tried to do the right thing, you know. If we take out his reds, we can't help it yeah. that his his nephew and the witch plotted <laughs> against him to kill him. Well, speaking of that, then like the performance plan is it the nephew and the witch? It's the nephew and the witch. <laughs> 
that little nephew had the witch together in cahoots anyway his head his head spinning around his body as he's talking to his mum <laughs> little Damien it proper is no darling no darling <laughs> not again not another premonition darling the nephew Oh no! Um, I okay. mean, we can't hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> we can't right. put oh, on a performance plan of all the bad people in this documentary. We picked a nine-year-old kid and a witch who what, didn't even feature. Okay, yeah. Um, employ America, America on the performance plan. <laughs> no, come on, get involved. You can't, well, we can't. We can't do Pablo. Pablo's dead. Oh, right. Oh, so let's he's do Popeye. Let's do his... Popeye and Cousin we, Hamie. We'll do Popeye. No, yeah. oh, probably even Cousin Hamie. He offered nothing. He was just like a little weed that just... I mean, Popeye... Popeye's paying for his sins, Popeye's I guess. Paying, he's... And he's, he's probably, he looks like he's ruling that prison as well. But yeah, performance plan is Popeye. <laughs> um, Friday drinks, man. Friday drinks. I know where to want to do it. Um, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, go on. La Catedral. Yeah, yeah, I think we're just going. As long as we can walk out of there, no one's like, hey, you've got to come back or you've got to, you know, talk about us or be friends with us ever again. I don't want to associate with anyone I meet at that party ever again. Yeah, but- okay. But we're, we're in and out. It's going, look, lads, we just we just want to, we've got a little invite here. We're in. Um, we just don't tell anyone I'm here, blah, blah, blah. And, we, and it'll be such a wild time. You get put in at left back in the, <laughs> oh, in the game. celebrity game. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm marking for Cena Westbria at 100 mile an hour. Jesus, good luck to me. Um, yeah, that'll be amazing. So we're going to La Catedral. Just me and you at La Catedral, Friday drinks. Well, no one else is invited. Well, no, we're there with all... Yeah, we're pretty much there with Pablo and the boys. Yeah, with the, with the cartel. Okay, yeah. With yeah. the cartel and the and the footballers. Perfect. We kind of want the footballers to be there and yep, a few international sweet. footballers, so we're partying with them. Yeah. Just hopefully, yeah, we all, us and the footballers, amazing. kind of get out before people start getting killed would yeah. be ideal. And I'm trying to get some dirt on Andreas Esperar at the same time. <laughs> I'd love to. Do you with your Prosecco. Do you not want to be at or something? Do you not want to... <laughs> You got a problem, Andres? You got a problem. <laughs> Swaying. We, we've sorted it. off. <laughs> this kid's oh, drinking dude. the non-alcoholic Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> His pregnant wife. You're drinking that. <laughs> that like soft juice. That looks like it, Rosie. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. Let's let's wrap this up, man. Thanks, um, thanks everyone for listening to the the nonsense today. Go and watch the two Escobars. As I say, it's available, and um, we'll put the where it's available in the episode description. And please tell people about our little show. Um, if you want to come and review a documentary with us for next season, which we'll be, we will be back soon, let us know through the website on parttimesport.com. And as always, give us a follow um, at parttimesport on Instagram, where you'll find loads of great sports documentary content. There's loads of old um, episodes we've got. Dill, do you want to give us one? off the top of your head just if you want to listen oh one off the top of the head every one of them is about drugs isn't it <laughs> any of them every one of them is about drugs mm. um, what was the last football uh, one we did the last football what we've done the last chance you we've done year of the scab we did one on that one um, no I'm talking about soccer, oh, soccer. oh Maradona Diego oh Maradona. yeah that's a ripper Diego and there's Maradona. drugs in that really too drugs in and that the too. mob 
And the mod. And the mod. You've got it all, actually. Yeah, because just watch oh, that. Oh, holy shit! It's very similar to this. <laughs> yes, it is. South America <laughs> drugs. On. Andreas Escobar <laughs> would have just been walking into that lot. <laughs> he was fucked up. Alone. He would have been in AC Milan, and he's in Naples as well at the same time. Yeah, that oh, would have been. God. He would have been on, in the stands chanting about how Maradona's a. Oh God. Yeah, well, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That would have been good to do. Should go back and listen to that one. If we've watched a, do- a documentary that can rival Senna, that would be really appreciated. Um, and we have reviewed it yet please let us know um thanks so much for listening for this is me last time doing this from melbourne in australia and yeah it's um it's not the end for me i will be back and we'll do this hopefully in a few years time dill but um until no, next time Kel, i'm not gonna let it in like that i've i've got a little something to say so Kel's wrapping this up and it's He's going to be taking this podcast, as we said, back to the Medellin of the UK oh, yes. um, over there in, <laughs> in Manchester. He's going to be running things over there. I will feature, hopefully he'll allow me to feature from time to time, but we're going to have a lot more contributors, which is going to be very exciting. Yeah. Fresh blood, mm-hmm. uh, new new ideas, which is always fantastic. But Cal, I thought a perfect quote. So Andreas Escobar uh is actually after the 94 World Cup is asked to write a, a little article in the newspaper to just try and ease things before he gets back from the World <laughs> Cup. And it's a very emotional piece and yeah, then it, it yeah. ends, but it ends with the quote of life doesn't end here. Oh. And I think that's a fitting way to end our final podcast for you in Australia, final one for this series. And a big thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks, Dill. That was really nice, man. That was actually really nice. <laughs> it's the it's the just hell? the Prosecco talking. <laughs>